on today's show, will Dex find happiness in the land of Stumptown? Did Tyler fuck Echo in a truck on Lock and Key? Will the hit podcast Unnatural 20s translate to a different show? Find out all that right now. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet where we review every live-action television show based on a comic book or a comic book property. My name is Cassie, and I'm here to host this episode for you, and I'm here to lead you through this magical world of comic book TV where everything makes sense and everything is all right. Here with me in this magical land, completely swaddled up like a little baby, is Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Okay, look, there's only one way to live, and that's swaddled. And I think that this time is the time to be as swaddled as possible. I love me a papoose. Honestly, no judgment here. I respect it. This is coming from a place of respect. And I'm gonna, I'll probably join in on the swaddle technique. But doing opposite of the swaddle technique, Mike, you're embracing a whole new lifestyle where you're just taking everything the world has thrown at you, and you are just in your underwear. How's it going, Mike? Good. It's going well. I'm, I'm only in underwear. And I'm adjusting that underwear all of the time because it's never fitting quite white. Yeah. Everyone loves that. Everyone, like, if you're going to be in tidy whities like you are, make sure that you're touching different parts of your tidy whities at all well, times. It, it, it's a little uncomfortable because do you know how hard it is to find tidy whities these days? Everybody has realized that boxer briefs are the most superior of underswear. And it's really hard to find, like, just your classic Walter White tidy whities. Your whitey t- Walter Whitey tidy whities? Uh-huh. For some reason... It's like beer bottles. Like you never see beer cans in TV shows, and you never see boxers or boxer briefs. Yeah. Just if you're if you're a white dude of a certain age, you just have to wear tidy whities, even though I don't think that's actually going on. I remember being like a teenager, and when I I just had like flowing boxers because I didn't understand that you need some snugness. Then being like, dude, we all just hit it. We wake up one day on our fortieth birthday, and you're like, you're handed the rest of your underwear for your life, and it's just gross and white. <laughs> can, can I ask you a question about those tidy whities? Mm-hmm. Do you now or have you ever used the pee hole that they provide for you when you go to the bathroom? We all try once as a kid and then go, what the fuck is this madness? And then never again. You pull that shit right down. It's just, it's so easy to like pull the underwear down and then pee. Yeah, I want to see the commercial for Tidy Whitey's. Like, I regret. Does this happen to you and somebody like trips into the toilet bowl because they're trying to pull the t- it down? Like, now there's a hole. You're, you regret this, Cassie? I regret letting you guys go here. Yeah, I regret. I opened this wide up and I don't know why I didn't see this happening, but I regret letting this happen. 100%. Yeah, you said dress code is gone. We normally always wore like black, black tie affair. And you're like, no, it's quarantine. No dress yeah. code. Cassie, what uh, demands more well, respect from you when we're standing here wearing uh, just white tidy whities or they're full on underoos with our favorite cartoon characters all over our underwear? Oh, 100% the underoos. That was, that's what I texted you guys as the call, and you guys have taken it completely different. You were close with the swaddling, but next time I do expect full onesies, just Ninja Turtle characters, everything. I just think the underoos are the uh, lunchbox of the inside pants. It's time for you to show what characters you're into. Right before you get down and get busy. <laughs> that phrase did not sound great. No? The, char- the character that I have on my underoos is uh, a chocolate-loving Australian kangaroo. That's right. I'm wearing my Dunkaroo <laughs> underoos. <laughs> but, I mean, since you guys are ignoring like my rules and everything, I feel like in this time we are getting close to like almost an apoc- apocalyptic land where like everybody, if comic book TV's taught me anything, we're breaking off into factions at this point. And I feel like what we have started is what I'm going to call the White Claw Gang, because one, just basic, and there just ain't no laws with us. Like, are we going to survive this? Probably not, but we're going to have a good time because there ain't no laws. But like, not as hardcore as the Four Loco Gang. No, like they scare they us. You, yeah, you do not cross no. Maine into Four Loco territory. That shit is cray. <laughs> like they'll drive over to our like uh, our fort that we have, and they'll demand supplies, and we will give them to them because they're the Four Loco Gang. But. The White Claw Gang, I think, still strikes fear in the hearts of, like, the Zima mm-hmm. gang. Oh, yeah. You know? Though they are foragers. To be able to find that much Zima to name your gang after, that's hardcore. How much is there out there right now? A million bottles. One million bottles. Yeah. 
I don't know if that's a lot or not. And isn't it just crystal Pepsi and vodka? Isn't that how you make eczema? Oh, I'm doing redneck eczema from now on. Wait, crystal Pepsi's not easy to find anymore either. No, yeah, that's also no, gone. It's very hard. <laughs> it's almost as hard as Fuego, which you guys cannot mess with that. What is Fuego? Is that the one that the insane clown posse fans love? Oh, yeah. Yes, it they is. just spray yes, it, it all is, over Ryan. Thank you for knowing. <laughs> Another group for us to stay away. Oh, yeah, just in general, always. Always. Hey guys, just say no. Not scared of you. We're not going to give you any supplies. We just do not like you or appreciate your music. So dr- keep on driving, bro. All I have to do with them though is hold up like a big horseshoe style magnet, and they run away because they do not know how magnets work, and they are terrified of the magic within. Did anyone <laughs> ever figure out the amount of irony that is like deep inside a juggalo? Like, do we will we ever find out if this is serious or not? <laughs> their fandom. <laughs> They're committed, and I respect that for them at least. But you guys, today we're reviewing. The series finale of Stumptown, but first, some emails. All right, everyone, welcome to the bullpen. Today, our lovely listeners have sent over some emails for us. So we're going to go ahead. I'm just going to go ahead and dig right into that. Is that fine with you guys? It, I mean, it's a little fine. I do have it, some issues. One, okay. you have all of us here to do a show with our opinions and thoughts, but then we're going to go to other people and their thoughts. So... Yeah, no. Let's give them the time that they so deserve. Why did we put Ryan in charge of audience outreach? It feels like a real bad skill set to job. I see where we have gone wrong, definitely. But yes, Ryan, I feel like the people get enough of us. It's time to hear from them. So okay, our f- and I'm assuming Cassie. Sorry to interrupt, mm. but uh, oh yeah, no, no, I know how you are. I, I feel like that. I I I need a spotlight right now. Uh, I'm assuming that you went through the emails and found the ones that are, I don't know, highlighting different things that I do well. Yes. Oh, of course, Ryan. That is all. That is my day-to-day concern is just making sure, finding the stuff that makes you look good, making sure that gets brought forth. Well, now I'm fucking ready, baby. Let's do it. All right. Great. Now that we have your permission, our first email is going to come from kaylascool at gmail.com. And they want to know, with all the free time we have on our hands, what old comic show should I go back and watch? I think, Mike, I I don't want to speak for you, but if we had to say one thing at the exact same time, it's got to be X-Men. Batman. <laughs> X-Men the animated series. X-Men the animated series. Batman is almost too good. Like yeah. it's uh, it takes too much focus uh, art. in these quarantine times. X-Men is so drawn well but poorly at the exact same time and it's drawn such a dumb well, soap opera. Poorly yeah. is where I would put it. I, oh yeah, so here's the thing about X-Men. Like you pay attention with half an eye, but don't like walk into the room because when you walk back in 15 minutes, you'll be so confused who all these very new, very important characters are. For sure. And you're saying, you're, you're not saying like pay attention with one eye. You're saying half of one eye is what you should half be looking at, eye. which is hard to do. I think it's all easy. I feel like those are solid suggestions, but I would suggest the tick because I feel like it's just what everyone needs right now. It's that perfect, like feel good, dumb comedy. Cassie, you could be talking about one of three entirely different shows when you say that. So what are you talking about? The Amazon Prime original Tick. That one is great. It is the only one I've seen. Maybe the quarantine is time for us to go back and watch the other two. The Tick has three fucking shows about him. (laughs) That's crazy. I have heard those other ones are like super enjoyable. So that might actually be a good idea. You know what? Try them all. I know the one is good. The rest are probably fine, too. And watch them out of order. Watch like episode one of Amazon Prime, episode two of the cartoon, episode three of the putty. <laughs> See the if putty. the arcs line up. Not enough uh, like streaming services offer a, sh- offer a shuffle button, you know? I know. You know what? That would actually solve a lot of my problems. I'm really into that idea. All right, you guys. Our second email is addressed to Dear Phoebe, Ross, and Gunther. So Wait, friends, hold on. Friends characters? Who is who? I'm Gunther. <laughs> well, that makes me Ross, the weak, weak man. <laughs> you weak, weak man. Or do you think that, guys, do you think that I'm pulling off Phoebe and Cassie is the Ross? Mm, I don't think so. No. Yeah, no. I don't think, <laughs> nobody thinks that. All right. Well, they want to know, cast members of Watchmen recorded a video called Washmen, where they taught people how to wash their hands in character. Will this go over better than Gal Gadot's Imagine video? I mean, for sure. These are people who are uh, talented and charming, where I don't know if everybody in Gal Gadot's list is. I would say the Third Reich went over better than Gal Gadot's Imagine (laughs) video. Do you know what? Like, this is cute and funny, uh, Mm -hmm. and Imagine is so self serious and self righteous and condescending. There's this thing that they have in the Imagine video where, like, can you even believe that we are deigning 
to give this to you? Like, isn't that lucky for you? You know what? An, uh, the internet is full of like why the Imagine video was bad. The reason that I love the Watchmen video is, have, did you guys see it? Yes. Um, like, what's her name? Uh, from Designing Women and uh, Lori. Lori mm-hmm. is in full costume. Like, she just took that motherfucking costume <laughs> home and then washes her hands in it. It's amazing. <laughs> And there's also like, so from the Washman video, like there's something I can get from that. Like that's helping me. That's giving me some information. But like, what am I supposed to get from Imagine? Like I'm not inspired. I'm just annoyed by you guys. I don't have an awesome house. I'm not yeah. uh, a, you know, tone deaf singer. Uh, the uh, Washman video also has a couple things that we should probably talk about on the show, which is Petey dressed up as like with a mask. And he's saying, and make sure that when you use soap, you lube it up. And there's a lot of lubricant, and then just <laughs> winks at the camera for like ten minutes straight. <laughs> so, guys, I think man, we- if, if if you have no familiarity with the show, you are fucking baffled by that. <laughs> no, I sent it to my mom as a way, like, to teach her how to wash her hands. She has no idea what's going on. <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't watched it, do watch it because it's actually really entertaining. Also, motherfuckers, the Imagine video didn't have Regina King, and the Watchmen did. Just put Regina King in everything, or you're a stupid piece of shit. <laughs> It's true. Which she lets you know, like in that video, like you get that vibe watching it. You're like, oh man, I will wash my hands. All right, guys. Our next email is from pc.olson at shield.gov. And it is addressed to Dear Smelly Jelly and Yelly. So we got it. One of these is incredibly insulting, and that's Jelly. (laughs) Yes. No, I (laughs) I thought Jelly was like sexy. Oh, okay. Like, I, I don't think you're ready for this jelly. No, I definitely think that it means that you're doughy around the middle. All right, so that's Ryan. <laughs> God damn it. Mike, he in the last week, you have complained to me about both my smelliness and my yelliness. And I that's s- true. even I know that I'm jelly of the three of us. <laughs> Maybe it's all directed to you. Well, you are smelly, jelly, and yelly. I think that, Mike, you are yelly. And Cassie, you're smelly because mm. you smell very nice. <laughs> do i get points on this show how does this work no. okay no and that no, one felt you like get demerits. that one felt like you were trying too hard that one would have got points but their question is at the end of avengers they sit around stuffing their faces with shawarma to celebrate being alive what would you stuff your faces with fill those pink cheeks gnash upon those little pearly whites just to celebrate being alive jesus so- christ <laughs> You guys, you guys can just end your emails with "What would you eat?" <laughs> they really went into detail. <laughs> Nash- I don't know how eating works. I'm going to tell you in the most disgusting fashion. Who's I that guy I've that made? Seen- uh, who, who wrote the plum poem? Carlos Williams. Carlos. <laughs> William Carlos Williams. William yeah. Williams. Carlos Williams. Uh, it's like he wrote that, but he was on Pornhub and just a dirty old gray bearded man. Why did he say things like that? Or she, I guess it might be a girl, but there's no way a girl <laughs> sent that email in. I have never seen the phrase gnash upon those little pearly whites, and that is going to change me as a person. So that's definitely from a man's mind. Here's the issue, though. If you said that, if you call teeth pearly whites, I think that would be fine. But after the term pink cheeks, we know <laughs> that you're not, like, you're not okay. Like, you're being gross about things, my friend. <laughs> Listeners, we love you, but uh, if you could not do this, that would be great. And yeah, we but, have a we have a serious show here. We don't fucking bow down to that shit. But my answer is clearly the jism of Avengers is what I would eat. <laughs> <laughs> We're better than that, Ryan. Come on, Cassie. Um, I think after this, like after this quarantine, like life, I'm gonna go. Like I'm gonna invite everybody to Olive Garden so we can just have a family feast where everyone's family. Oh, shit, We're just gathered good. around a ca- table and gnashing upon some pasta. It's family yeah, style, I just need so good family pass, bonding so you know time. You're each other spittle in your pink cheeks. Oh God damn it, Mike! Did you write the email? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just using our listeners' language. I want them to know they're heard, they're seen. Oh man, I can't wait to go to the Olive Garden and have the server say like, "Hey, uh, have you guys ever been here before? Do you know how it works? Nice pink cheeks, everyone. And God damn, <laughs> I have noticed your pearly whites. Do you want some uh, nonstop Uh-oh. bread and salad and erections? God." <laughs> I, I could use less nonstop erections in my life. Yeah. Well, call your doctor. <laughs> Mike, what would you eat? Uh, probably just like the freshest ice cold plums from your ice box is what I would From like your ice box? <laughs> from your ice box. That's how you know it tastes better. From an ice box is what you from could have said. Box. From your no. ice box. <laughs> Are you stealing these plums with our mine. knowledge? 
Yeah. What? So yeah. is it with our knowledge or without our knowledge you're stealing these plums? Well, I'm going to give a half-assed apology right after you catch me in the act. <laughs> is there any more emails? <laughs> like a raccoon that we just caught? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we got one final email. It is addressed to Dear Indy, Short Round, and Willie. And do we need it? We get to figure out who everyone is there? Well, we have to figure out two of them. I am clearly the Indiana Jones of this group, well, I would say. I don't know All about right, that. Because you're a big leather fedora? If Cassie is <laughs> the Indiana Jones, then... Mike, are you the short round or the Willie? Who's Willie? Willie's the girl from Temple of Doom. Oh, I'm Willie. Okay. <laughs> I doubt. will be short round. All right. I'm glad we got that settled. So this email is, Disney is selling life-size replicas of Baby Yoda, but apparently they aren't going to feature mouth holes or buttholes. This okay with you? <laughs> this email's not okay with me. <laughs> Our emails got freaky towards the end here. <laughs> At least it said mouth holes, not little green cheeks. <laughs> and pearly browns. Um, I would like one of the holes. Like I don't like. I don't want to go full weird, but if it had one of the holes, yeah, no, that that's be okay? fair. Would entice you a little more. What about just want a good compromise? Things got big ear holes. If you had to pick one of the holes on your life size baby Yoda, which one would you pick? I think is what the email should have asked. I mean, it is fifty, so it's not like that gross. He he can kick. He's fifty. Yeah. Mouth hole. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I just want to look down and see the top of that <laughs> baby head. That little balding baby. Head. Why is Cassie letting uh, this segment continue? <laughs> I don't know. You know what? Uh, we gotta take a break. Slap Cassie around for not hosting us enough. We'll be right back. All right, you guys. I'm back now. I'm back in the studio. We are here for the main event, which is the season finale of Stumptown. On the season finale of Stumptown, Dex is on the run as she is accused of murdering people, even though she is trying to solve a murder. After talking to a couple of Benny's Benny's old army buddies, including a priest who gives quite a confessional, she winds up finding and shooting the guy most responsible. Taste buds, I ask you this. Does it seem like Stumptown is better when it's focused on bigger arcs? And is it ready to dump the case of the week that it had for most of its first season? I feel like every show should get... And this is this is true about Justified, the single greatest TV show of all time. Every show should get a first season of one and dones. Hell yeah. And, and then you have to move on. Because what the one and dones do, be it case of the week or freak of the week, depending on the genre of your show, is you can organically get to know the characters and watch them get to know each other. Uh, Buffy was the king of this, where the first like two seasons were Freak of the Week, and then by the end, it's like just giant overarching arcs, and you got to watch the drama and comedy unfold. And I think you can feel the writers in... Mike, back me up on this with Buffy, if that's the case. Uh, be Getting tired of coming up with these one-hour monsters. Yes. You know? <laughs> like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. What I'm in love with is my characters, and I want them to hang out. But I, I think it takes a, a season or so to get used to the characters' voices. This... I haven't watched Stumptown since the beginning of the season, and this is such a tighter... Like, I care about these characters even though I've not watched this show, but it's so tight, their characters' voices feel authentic, they're bouncing off of each other in a way they did not before. It just takes a while to get to that. Yeah, I'm actually... I'm really glad that it did start with that case of the week because it did... It set the, like, overall vibe for the show, I feel. And then also, like, now they can grow from there. Now we know we've got enough on all their backstories and how they interact with each other, so now we can move on. I feel like it was the right move, definitely. But I think that like when you go into a show like this, I think that you're very nervous about network audiences. Network audiences are scared of if I miss an episode, I'll be fucked and I won't understand. Mm-hmm. You know, these are people who love Law and Order who just need their one story in this hour. So I think that's why the first season does make sense. Do the case of the week and then move on because in the first season, and I was in and out, but in the first season, we were just starving for those character moments. You know, and now the characters are fully established. They do have that back and forth that does not seem forced. And let's do something that takes a much longer time. That's what Ryan, I was actually, you've been telling us that the show was a good show. And I, so I started with the pilot so I could try to understand these characters. And then during this time of like, I just couldn't sleep one night, binged almost the whole series. I'm, are I'm you in. Serious? I'm in. <laughs> so Cassie, what do you think of Dex? Love Dex. Love her 100%. Dex is the best. Dex is uh, doesn't do that thing that a lot of times when you have a female lead uh, written by male writers, 
where like it's their version of a dream girl. I mm-hmm. feel like that Dex is a lot of the comic book source material and then a lot of Kobe Smolders like being in love with the character and then she is just such a awful fuck up awesome cheerforable rude against <laughs> piece of shit awesome detective and that's what the show needs is that like my feelings towards Dex change with every scene and that is what's so important you know yeah that's what like throughout all these shows I tend to like gravitate towards little piece of shit characters like Echo and all that but then they prove that they are terrible characters but that's what's cool like Dex does have these redeeming factors but they make her very real and let you know like she's a bad friend she's going through some things but it just feels like authentic and real to go on this journey with her and Cassie you were able to get over your initial thought of the show and binge it all which was (laughs) stupid title don't like it Yes. Stupid title, bad show. <laughs> if you can get past the dumb title, it's a great, great show, you guys. And what's interesting about Colby Smoters and her take on Dex, like this character archetype is everywhere. On one of our favorite shows of our show, Jessica Jones does exist. Winona Earp uh, does exist. And it's the hard drinking, rootin' tootin' like throwdown, but like all three of them are fuck ups, but Dex is a little less dark than the other two, even though she has a dark past. Like that, like keeps it like breathy and easy and so watchable that you're not like now I have to sit through and watch a bad PTSD thing. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the lightness of this show really keeps it going. I think Dex has the. It's not meta. It's not like Dex knows that she's on a show, but Dex has like that sort of. I know what other tough TV characters have done mm-hmm. before and why that's stupid. And so she doesn't always like default to the whole, I'm going to break up with you before I ruin you. You know, like that yeah. fucking tough guy bullshit of like, no, you better get away from me because I'm dynamite. Uh, she says, no, come come towards me. See what happens. You might, you <laughs> might get like soot all over your face, but let's see what happens. It's just so just, much more three-dimensional. Just black spikes in every direction. Yeah. You can only see eyes on their face. <laughs> and then don't look up, motherfuckers, because there's an anvil coming right for your head. <laughs> But that's what it does feel like. It, it's it's not meta, but Dex is putting on a Dex persona, and she knows it mm-hmm. uh, to to run away from the past because being normal is is boring and weird and hard for all the reasons because you don't want to have to think about your dead ex fiance. Uh, and it just in the world of the show really works. And I think that's why Ansel is so important because mm-hmm. when she's hanging out with Ansel, who like that is, I mean, that's like the MacGuffin, right? Like she will live or die for Ansel, her little brother. Yeah, she doesn't treat this kid with Down syndrome as like. Hi, how are you? Do you see what I'm saying? She's actually the real person. That's the real sweet, honest, cool Dex. When we, when, and then there's also Gray. And Dex and Gray is a whole different thing. And Gray is Jake Johnson? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Even though he's way turned down, he's great? Super great. He, he steals cars. He came from a past of stealing cars. Of course he's great. But I think, yeah, it's these characters and these friends that have, like, that ground her and make her, like, more of a real person that sets her apart from those other two, I feel. Because they see, like, they see the real her, and that brings out the real her. Oh, my God. Is Gray Nick Miller if he was in The Fast and the Furious? Is that what we're dealing with right now? Still a fuck up? Because, holy shit, I like the show way more now. Do do you know who I was a really big fan of? Uh, I think her name is Carmen. Uh, I don't know. The show, she's like the police commissioner. She's like in charge of everything. Cameron Manheim. Cameron Manheim. Thank you. Uh, she's fucking great. Her, her like weary and put upon in such a fun way where she's like, the, the truck is driving away and all the cops are just staring at it. She's like, we're police. <laughs> Maybe we stop the truck right now. Just like exasperated by everybody uh, on, uh, on a great level. Another example that like isn't meta, isn't like OC level character, but has seen police shows before uh-huh. and it's just saying, can we not act like TV police, but can we actually act like police? Yeah. I would say that she based on this season is a way bigger star than how much she was used. Like mm-hmm. she was not in the season that much. Uh, but yeah, like she's got that thing of like, look, my job isn't always fun. I'm not always like a guy. I just have to do it. Can we please just not, can we, can you just, <laughs> can you be legal for like a second, please? Just one second, please. Um, yeah, the, the scene with her and Hoff. Hoffman? Is that the detective? Hoffman? Uh, where he's like, you're right, I fucked up, I'm a bad detective, I quit. She's like, no, I, I just wanted to yell at you. Like, <laughs> please don't quit, you're very good normally. That's where he went into the character. He did the stereotypical, like, put your badge on the table, like, oh, I'm turning away from this. But she was straight up like, no, I still want you here. Like, I still need you. Don't do this dramatic stuff. 
But uh, that's sort of why I love Deck so much. I thought that was a great scene. And Hoffman has been an okay character throughout. Mm. More like plot device too often than like actually making decisions. But it's not that like Dex is bad and poisons you. It's but you can let Dex poison you if you so choose. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did, is that he bought into Dex's shit because it felt justified to do it, felt like he was in the right, and then realized that he was unlike Cameron Mannheim. You know, he was doing a bad job at his job. Mm-hmm. Cassie, uh Mike and I have declared that actor who plays Hoffman the single most handsome person on the planet in the yes. past. Do you see what we're talking about here? Yeah, yeah, 100%, yes. My goodness. That's where that's where that love triangle is hard to pick a team because, uh, as you said, Nick, as in The Fast and Furious, love that character, but then you got him with those eyes, and it's like, I'm so torn. Those eyes. Those eyes. chest. <laughs> I normally hate love triangles, but this one, I felt I see the, I see the dilemma. And the weird thing about this love triangle is that uh, most TV shows, love triangles are like, it could go either way. This one is, it will go no ways. None of this triangle is going to work, guys. Gray, Dex, not going to be together. Hoff, Dex, not going to be together. Gray, Hoff, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So, so if it's a love triangle that's going to know none of the ways, is it an isolated triangle? Isosceles? What? <laughs> Mixed with isolated. It's oh, a I cute see. for sure. It was a, it was a perfect portmanteau. But yeah, Without a doubt. A lot of the show, I think, for the supporting characters is how much Dex do I want in my life? And that's just not time spent, but also like influenced by, you know, mm-hmm. she you're drawn to her like you want a lot of her. But also there's clearly too much. And when mm-hmm. you hit too much, I think your life is not great. Yeah. Uh, speaking of hot characters real quick. So you guys, Fleabag gave us hot priest and this episode gave us priest who can fight. How do we feel about that? It's just like. Just some watchers, because I, I could be into it. <laughs> I think that uh, you want the finale to wrap everything up, but you also want to give everyone a taste of the show. And the segment that happens in the church, where uh-huh. uh, Dex sits down and says uh, to a priest, hey, I'm not confessing, you are, <laughs> and then gets punched in the face. He punches th- through the confessional booth. And then runs out, and they do this fight where they're grabbing onto the bag with one hand and then trying to swing and punch at each other with their other hand. And then, of course, the money flies everywhere. And then, of course, we get a classic hacky needle drop because Stumptown is nothing if not it's hacky needle drops. This is Stumptown, guys. That whole five-minute segment was Stumptown. Well, the needle drop, Devil Goes Down to Georgia is playing throughout the whole chase and fight scene. And why isn't that? That's the perfect chase music. I've never thought about that before. Uh, <laughs> they have that. And then there's also like one quiet, like one person in the congregation says hallelujah to the money falling down. And I was like, that's exactly what I wanted. Yes. But there but is like that's, the music throughout it, this is like does help the episodes a lot, too. They always find the perfect music. Yeah. Even though they're songs that we shouldn't hear in TV and movies anymore. Like yeah. all of these songs should be banned. And yet the show finds a way. I also think that's a good like, uh, I don't know, teller of how if. It does go full season arcs, and it's not one and done. Still jump in at any point, because even if you don't understand all the details of the story, you'll get a scene like that, and it will make it worth it. You know, mm-hmm. like that church scene makes the hour worth it. How do you guys feel about like in this episode? So we got like we got complete almost complete closure on Blackbird's like whole backstory and they've they've resolved this issue in season one, which I feel like a lot of crime like TV shows would draw this out where like this season finale, we would get the hint that it was like maybe an inside job that like led to his death. And now but this one, we get full resolution. We know who it is. She got the guy and everything. It was very strange, especially being raised on Netflix superhero shows, how they, they were like, no, straight up story's over. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. The story is over. <laughs> And, and yeah, at this point, because the, 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 the hook for next season is they open the door and their mom's there. And I get she's been gone the whole time, it, it seems like. And so at this point, they are fully banking. The creators are banking that you love these characters. You don't care what the adventure is. Now it's adventure of mom was missing and she's back. And uh, Gray's dad is a piece of shit. <laughs> you thought he wasn't and then he was again and now he is for sure. That's the one that was like uh, closer to falling off the edge of lame is uh, – in the last episode, the penultimate of the season, Gray's dad doesn't show up. And then in this one, he shows up and uh, Gray's like, okay, so yeah, he's totally good. 
He's a perfect dad who's never done anything wrong <laughs> and is not a criminal anymore. And then a criminal comes into Gray's hospital room and is just like holding balloons that say, hey, Gray, hey, Gray your dad is still a criminal, just so you know. <laughs> your dad still sucks. In case you, he was like, I, I, you know what? I like my dad. My dad's a friend. And then he was like, nope, guess what? Guess what? Which is crazy because 10 minutes before the end of this episode, Gray's dad had the advice. Dex, don't run. Mm-hmm. Don't make an interesting show. That's not what it's about. Just stay here and everything will work out. He was giving Dex the advice for like a boring show, but also the advice that he wished he took years ago. Every time. And then refuses to take even in this episode. Well, even before he says it, Dex, he says it to Gray. He's like, stop her from running. He's, don't let her run away. And Gray, this is where Gray doesn't fully bind his dad because he's like, this coming from you? This is the advice you decide to give? Like, he's going to still dig in a little. So overall, you guys... I feel like it was it was definitely a good ending because we I I got way more closure than I thought I was going to for this one, but I'm definitely in for next season without a doubt. The you fact that me, we Ryan. got the fact that we got closure at the end of this episode, and then also, mom, like that's perfect, yeah. right? Like that's everything that we need. I I want to push, and I don't know how much power I have, but I want to push for this show in season two to be one of those all three of us watch it. I, mm-hmm. I think we can do it, guys. I'd buy in. Yeah, I'm in. I, I want to go back at some point and, and watch these to get more. Would recommend, especially during a night if you can't sleep, just binge them all. Would recommend 100%. Well, you guys, that is all the time we have to talk about Stumptown. It is all aired and everything, but if you want to catch up, it is on Hulu. You can do that whenever. Uh, coming up next, we're going to go head on over to a little thing I like to call the cast pin. <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome back. We are now in the cast pin, which is a tribute to the before tape pin where they let Taylor loose, let him do whatever he wanted. The board member, Taylor, gave it over to me. Now, now it's the cast pin. And I thought I would take this moment to just do some cross promotion. I'm going to put a little mini show in this show. And we're still we're working through the title here. Uh, you guys, one was proposed as Supernatural Show 20's Show 20 Show. Wait, how and, are we uh, still working on that? Yeah. I feel like that is Supernatural Show 20 Show 20 oh, Show. Said- it rolls off the tongue. It gives a little chant. This is why we're working on it. You guys love it. I'm still trying to... I think it's garbage. So I would like to propose Super U20's Adventure Show. I feel like it has a better flow, but you know what? We'll see, I guess. You know what, Cassie? Supernatural 20 shows, 20 show. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry that this disgusting, shameless self-promotion is not going exactly to your liking. Yeah, this is insane. I signed off on none of this. You guys, you don't have to. I got a board member approval and me. That's all that matters in this. Which member? Which board member you, gave the approval? You know, Taylor. You know the one, the one, the only one I care about. Taylor, I forgot that he jumped from hosting and upgraded to the board. What yeah, so he's still controlling. He bought one share of stock. And now he's on the board. <laughs> That's all it takes. Well, you guys, on the other show, Unnatural 20s, we create an adventure log, which has a list of 20 different talking points. So I have taken these talking points, brought them over to our show, just put a little comic book spin on him, and I'm going to roll a d20 to see what we talk about. You guys, you ready? Yeah. Yes. All right. We rolled a nine, which is going to be I'm a Magician. So for this one, I want us to take any superpower that we could have from either comic book heroes, anyone in our shows, and just, if you could have one power from one of them, what would it be? Uh, I think, it, just because it's current in my mind, but also so useful, the head key, specifically from Locking Key, uh, removing parts that you don't like, like Kelsey does with fear, uh, but more what Tyler does, and I can't believe didn't do more of, just neo the shit out of yourself. Put that, like, wilderness survival guide in your head. Put, put like, gardening. Put all of Jane Eyre. Like, you could instantly have read everything ever. And the one thing I like about myself is knowing things, and I'm pretty bad at that, but suddenly I could be good at it. <laughs> the problem, Mike, is, first of all, that's not a power. That's a tool or weapon. And second of all, uh, the first book that you throw in there is Forgetting How to Read for Dummies. And so now all books don't work. Damn it. I do respect that, though, because I'm also lazy when it comes to learning things. So if I could just throw information into my mind, I'm all about that. This is sort of almost YouTube, right? Instead of reading books, we find like a two-minute YouTube clip on how to yeah. do whatever we want. But yeah. that still works. You still have to practice. Where this, you just instantly get to do it. And you have to sit through their entire YouTube clip intro. Hey, hey guys! guys. <laughs> Fuck no. 
click rate subscribe Mike, going off of yours i kind of went on a similar route because we're both lazy pieces of shit so i picked the ability of absorbability because that way i just get all the powers and i don't gotta work for them i just touch somebody i get their power i get to like test drive all of them and see what i like the most i feel like i won this are you guys excited for taskmaster from black widow who's just gonna have the powers of all the mcu heroes I'm, I love Taskmaster. I love anybody who's like, their power is like, in real life, he would watch YouTube of Captain yeah. America fighting, but like, now I know his powers. Okay. <laughs> is there going to be like two minute timeouts in every fight of him just saying like, hold on, I'm just going to watch Captain America's video real quick. Got it. Ryan, what about you? What power? Uh, I picked a power that is just going to get me in in both the DC TV world and the movie world. I'm going to scream. I'm going to scream real loud, and it does things, <laughs> and both the DCEU and the Arrowverse have seven screamers on every team, so I'm just going to come up and be like, you guys need another screamer? And they're going to be, yes, because they love that shit. I'm going to scream. Scream real loud. And you've been training all your life. Te- they love of teams of people having the same power. Yeah. Like, there's the speed force, the arrow force, there's now the scream force. <laughs> Why not just like a screamer on the flash team or a flash on the scream team? Guys, integration. Would it be like a more emo band scream or are you going to go like Banshee scream? This is important to me and probably me alone. Yeah. Every time there's a bad guy, I'm going to be like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) And then just destroy all the villains. Speaking of a Banshee, different kind, like DC screamers cannot fly, but Marvel went, what if they could? What if they aimed their mouth at the ground? Now they're flying. Do do you want that part of the Well, Yeah. You have to aim your head at the bad guys in the ground and the bad guys in the ground and just keep screaming in different places. You know what, you guys? You did pretty good for that first roll, so let's roll again and see how this goes. All right, we rolled a 13, which is finish this. So I'm going to give you a phrase. You guys just go ahead and finish it for me however you want. Uh, in the brightest day, in the blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. I'm going to fly a kite. <laughs> Kites, look, kites are awesome, okay? Kites get a lot of shit for being boring, but if you fly a kite, you can make the sun brighter or less bright if you put the kite in the right spot. Finish this is, I'm going to fly a kite. Oh, I thought all of that was part of your finish this. (laughs) It was. I wrote all of it down. It was a whole Dr. Seuss novel he just wrote. I'm going to try to publish it. And so now I I also finish it? Yeah. Uh, Probably nightlight, nightlight, please don't let me sleep alone. You guys, both of those are so adorable. <laughs> I support those fully. I'm going to make t-shirts for all of these. All right, I'll roll again. We rolled a 17, uh, cha- which is going to be change the ending. So I'm going to give you guys the power to change absolutely any ending of any of the shows we watched. Uh, anything that bothered you, change it right now. Mike, what do you got? Okay, so at the, towards the end of season three of Riverdale, Archie fights a bear. Uh, how could you then, want to change that and how? then lives and talks about it uh non it feels like non-stop you probably should talk about it more uh i want the bear to win but then put on archie's scalp and go and live archie's life and nothing else has to change from the other seasons that have come since it's just now a bear with a red toupee in archie's place doing all those same things i will say that if veronica looks at that uh ginger bear and says archie i love you and the bear is like uh-huh. She won't notice. Like she will, no. yeah, she will totally think that that's Archie. That could one hundred percent work, and I feel like everybody would just be like, "Oh wow, Archie, you beefed up a bit. That's cool." <laughs> or like an Umbrella Academy where he just like wears long sleeves to hide how hairy he is. Like he'll just do that and have this toupee. I'm really into that for Riverdale. I just love the 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 feeling that bear scalp not as a good way to kill people, but so they can get a new wig and then drive to town in their bear car. (laughs) It knows it needs to hide. It's a bear. (laughs) They're very intelligent. I, Mike, I actually also went to changing season three of Riverdale. What I changed though is, um, that the fact that the gargoyle King was just chick and that there was no supernatural aspect to this because I went on your guys' show pretty boldly saying that like, I 100% believe there was a supernatural aspect to Riverdale And I just need to correct that where I don't look like a fool now. So in this, uh, it is actually a supernatural being. And I just love that more for Riverdale. Like it came out during the time of Sabrina coming out. It felt like it really tied in. In my mind, I bought in. So now I'm going to make everybody buy into it. People love thinking there's something supernatural about Riverdale. Don't they? There's so much fucked up shit. Yeah, it's uh, it's because of teenagers and 
people get in, would have gotten away with it. I'm sorry. I will go. Ready? <laughs> yeah. Uh, at the end of Arrow, uh, Ollie became the Spectre, which I got to say, after watching the first season of Arrow, I did not see coming. That was quite the <laughs> no. surprise. So I am going to switch the ending to not the Spectre. Everyone dies because he didn't turn into that, but except for him. And he flies to uh, like the forest of Washington and becomes a lumberjack. And he just sits at, at his like uh, trailer table eating pancakes as a lumberjack. And we just watch him eat. And then that's where the show ends. So 40 minutes of him just eating a stack of pancakes? Yes. But not slowly. As fast as possible. There's 200. Pa- it's an upsetting amount of pancakes. <laughs> well, you guys, that looks like about all the time we have for this segment. Oh. I know. I, we, we'll bring it back. Don't worry. You did, guys did surprisingly well. Did you score? Do you want the scorekeeper to come out and tell us the score? Yeah, yeah 100%. Let's bring that scorekeeper in. Hello! scorekeeper <laughs> wow See, <this> is... <laughs> let's look at the points today that was it's a trap keeper is what my fear looks and sounds like <laughs> it's just it's it's some random puppet that got fired from mr rogers neighborhood <laughs> we gotta we gotta kill that scorekeeper as well that voice is just too much um well you guys thank you for joining me in this cast pin uh coming up next we're gonna go to the pool list and dig into all the other shows we watched this week Welcome to the poll list. We're going to go through all the other shows we watch, starting off with Katie Keene. On this week's episode of Katie Keene, Jorge is trying to overcome his fear and anger after being attacked while also trying to get his dad to understand that his drag persona, Ginger, is more than just a costume and is a part of him. Josie tries to take her music career in her own hands, but the Cabots shut that down and push her towards getting back with the Pussycats, and Katie is struggling to accept that KO is with somebody else. But you guys, let's not forget Pepper, because it's her motherfucking birthday, and instead of pulling her usual birthday con, she is trying to go legitimate and get an investor by being truthful. So, Taste Friends, I ask you this. If I were to tell you that I teared up while watching this, would you say it's because the show told a touching story about a found family, or because I'm too deep into this quarantine? You're too deep. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's the obvious <laughs> answer, close. right? Like, I didn't watch no, this episode guys. of Katie King, but that's clear. Hey, uh, I, I'd like to propose something. If you go around acting like Pepper, you should have to, like, forego birthdays. Bur- yeah, all birthdays a- should be taken away from you if you're going to act like that person does. Okay, Ryan, you say that. It turns out we got at the end of the episode, she doesn't know when her birthday is. She picked a random date because she doesn't know when she was bored. Oh, that's such hack. Oh, my God. That's Poor me sad. bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So devastating. She's trying to get an investor for her birthday because I've never tried to do and, that. We're allowed to do that? No, an investor for the pepper plant. And normally uh, she throws a con on her birthday every time she teams up with, um, do you guys remember that episode that I got super excited about where she met up with this uh, old lady who had a Rolodex of deep or of rich old dudes? Yes, yes. You did love so, the fact that there was a Rolodex. <laughs> yes, very into that. So they they normally pull a con together every year, but she was like, you know what? Not this year. I'm trying to go legitimate. I'm just going to bring this investor to this party, try to get them to see my friends and invest legitimately. And um, it didn't. It didn't work. It did work. Miss Frieza actually pulled a con on her. So you got to respect the game. I'm oh, shocked shit. to be saying this, but this somehow makes me hate Pepper more. <laughs> <laughs> that she tried to go legitimate. Yeah, like and thinking yeah. that she could do that on her birthday. Also, when you were saying like pull a con, I thought you were talking about the entire time a comic con. Like guys, let's find a city and like get everyone in one building. Pull a con. That's essentially what she does every episode with the Pepper Plant. Like it's just like you know what, all my weird friends come over here. Let's dress up. That, that actually doesn't sound that crazy to me. That's yeah. sort of podcasting for us. But it's not a good money-making venture. It is not. No, let me tell you, it is not. <laughs> so with last week's episode, we didn't know how the show would handle um, Jorge and with the if it could handle like such a serious topic. And I actually feel like this one did do a really good job at it because it picks up right afterwards, like um, the family's all gathered like after he's beat up and everything. And his dad, like they make his dad not okay his... Jorge fully admits, like, hey, Ginger is a part of me. Like, this wasn't a one-time thing for the play. This is part of me. This is who I am. And his dad freaks out and, like, storms out. But we later get to see that it's all because of, like, fear. And the dad, wrongly coming from, but from his perspective, he was saying, like, you know, I understand that you can't choose who you're attracted to, but you can choose your clothes. And when you choose to go out in these clothes, you're hurting yourself. And, like, you're putting yourself at risk, and I can't have that. So it is still, like, they made it, like, not just straight up, like, hey, this dad's an asshole. He doesn't understand. He is still just trying to protect him. So it was closer to concern for Jorge's safety than it was 
my friends will make fun of me when they find out my son is a drag queen. Yeah. Okay, I guess like that's more nuanced. It's more nuanced, yeah, and uh, it's probably better than what I thought was going to happen after last last episode because that guy was like saying all the right things with all the wrong tones the entire yeah. fucking time. Yeah. yeah. So it did, and then by the end of the part where I teared up, you guys, I know you were really wondering, is at the end they hold a rally at the place where he was attacked, uh, like a pride rally, and everybody, he's there with like his family, his brother's there who's a cop, his boyfriend who is a firefighter, and everyone's just so proud of him. He makes a speech and everything. It was a touching moment, you guys. You should watch it. Ugh. When he uh, <laughs> when he was beat up, was it like uh, bruises and awesome makeup, or was it like broken arm and just one bandage around the head? <laughs> I, I love the head gone- bandage. Love a good head bandage. It was just a couple bruises around the face is like what they did. But uh, my moment of the week, you guys, we also got a tease that KO was going to be a model with the last episode. Mm-hmm. Turns out he's an underwear model, you guys. And we got to see him do a little photo shoot. And uh, he is not good. My severe wearing underwear. <laughs> <laughs> they go right to his head every time. It's like, ooh, head bandage. Cool. They uh, actually put him in underoos. So, you know. My worst moment of the week is when you said that Katie is upset about KO not being her boyfriend anymore. That's insane. Everyone should not want KO as their boyfriend. <laughs> He's a sweet and touching guy, Ryan. Well, if you want to watch Katie Keen, it is on the CW on Thursdays. Our next show of the week is Supergirl. This week on Supergirl, Alex uses a pair of obsidian contact lenses to fit a virtual na- national city where she takes on a whole new persona of Super Alex. Meanwhile, Kelly helps William investigate Lex and Cara deals with difficult news. Taste buds ask you this. What part of your sibling's life would you creepily try to live out if you had the chance? Uh, sex with the wife. <laughs> <laughs> is, your, is, your, is your sibling Russian? <laughs> no. It's, is sex that... with wife. <laughs> oh, did I say that in a Russian way? I'm sorry. I'm just, yes, you did. We're running out of time. So You're I'm, so excited. I, uh, <laughs> I'm just rushing. Uh, no, and like, and I, I'm not attracted to her or anything. I just know that it would crush him like so, so bad. <laughs> so they're not creepy, just an asshole move. We respect you more for that, Ryan. Look, when I was a kid, I wanted the green cup. But he would run in before dinner was served and get dibs on the green cup before, and I had to use the red cup. So fuck him and fuck his wife. <laughs> I would say I would try to creepily live. Uh, my brother somehow owns a house, so if I could just live through oh, that man. aspect for him, because that fucking asshole, how dare he have a house right now? Fuck him, yeah. In the 80s, it was like, wow, you own a plane. You own your own plane. That's crazy. You're rich. Now it's, you own your own house. That's that's <laughs> insane. We can never get to that level. Uh, my, my would probably be, I have a sibling that... Uh, we're all pretty responsible. There's a, there's a thousand of us, but there's one that everybody will take care of no matter what. We won't take care of each other, but every how I would like that. I would, I would <laughs> like some one. sort of familial support. <laughs> you just want that swaddle. You want that papoose. I would like a papoose. <laughs> Your blankets are thrown everywhere as if you don't even know how to wrap yourself. Well, that's I try to, and then somebody comes in and rips it off me. That's the way my family goes. Okay, how about kick that person out of your family? Like, why are they running into your apartment and ripping blankets off? Your cousin Jimmy's a weirdo. <laughs> well, Supergirl is on Sundays on the CW. Our next show is October Faction. On the season finale of October Faction, Alice is bringing everyone from Harlow back to life, including her dead husband, Omari, and letting them take over the bodies of the townspeople. Presidio... Presudio has a solution to this, though, and that solution is a trank gun. The twins are the key to saving everyone, and all they have to do is touch hands to restore their power and save the town. What could be more absurd than that? That would be Sheriff Gina teaming up with the vampire and creating the next blockbuster body, buddy cop video. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Would you watch that buddy cop spinoff? But it, but it spun off of October Faction? No. October yeah. Faction, where the Man. police and a vamp is together. I got to say, and like, I don't mean any ill will to the show. Like, I watched a couple. I don't hate it. But the words October Faction season finale are so awesome to me. <laughs> and also, it has not been renewed for season two. So, like, this could be it, guys. That's it. You did <sighs> visibly cheer. Like, you had a little dance when I said season finale. <laughs> I took both of my six shooters out and fired them into the air. Like, I'm a fucking rich Texan who just discovered oil and armadillos. <laughs> Well, if you guys want to give October Faction a shot, it is on Netflix. You can watch that whenever. Our next show is Batwoman. On this week's episode of Batwoman, Kate begins to question her instincts, and Luke gets upsetting news. Taste Buds, I ask you this. The director of this episode's name is Suds Sutherland. 
Do you guys think that's closer to a human who directed a show or a dog beer sponsor? Who go, is it like a dog that stars in beer commercials? One more time, that's Suds, S-U-D-Z, Sutherland. No, it's a Z. It got worse. You tell me it's a Z. Yeah. No, it's a full-on yeah. Z. Everybody talks about Donald and Kiefer, but nobody talks about Donald's even dumber named son, Suds, with a Z, who's a human-dog hybrid. How surprised was Donald and uh, Kiefer's mom when she gave birth to a partying, beer-guzzling dog? It already had one of those little barrels on its neck to save skiers. But Cassie, did it, you have any beer drinking dogs in your commercials when you were a kid? Uh, no, I had the chameleons that say "What's up?" Okay, so yeah, yeah, that was that was what I was raised on. When we were kids, uh, dogs would just put on Hawaiian shirts and lampshades <laughs> and just pound Bud Light as hard <laughs> as they could. Fuck our girlfriends <laughs> in the commercials, which was crazy. It was racy. <laughs> that explains so much about you guys. I see why they would do All it right. on a surfboard. It was nuts. <laughs> Batwoman is on Sundays on the CW. Our next show is The Walking Dead. On this week's episode of The Walking Dead, it's Michonne's last episode, and she is getting a look at what her alternate life would have been like if she had left Andrea to die all those years ago. Through this, she sees that it's her mercy that has gotten her to where she is, so she lets Virgil escape with his head while she escapes his island. The episode teases the return of both Michonne and Rick, probably in the movies, after his boot washes up on shore, and she goes to find him. So, taste friends, I ask you this: What is your alternate universe like, where you didn't work for your pop filter studios? Oh man, I think I I'm just so fishing many... for boots. I think that I would always go out and fish for boots, <laughs> just... and then just to have one wash up on shore, and I didn't even have to like <laughs> throw my cast out and find that boot to fish for. Like, we don't know we're missing each other because it's an alternate universe, but like the boot is my boot, and there's just a hole. <laughs> just and you're feels, trying to fill it. He feels a pang. And I'm going to check it to see if there's one of your feet in it as well. And oh my God, there is, Mike. You can take oh. boots off without sawing off at the knee. Nope. I watched Saw. I didn't have a friend to tell me it wasn't a documentary. Do you guys feel bad that we didn't uh, main event The Walking Dead? Because it was Michonne's oh. last episode. She has been like one of the most like agreed upon Watchful. good things on the show. Yeah, but how good could this have still have been? And there's the movies. There's we the movies. Special episodes about the movies. That's what, she's me, not like fully gone, probably. Well, we're going to get more of her, so I, I feel fine about it. Let me remind everybody that when the show started, Cassie said, TV show based on comic book or comic book properties. Movies are not TV shows, and we will not be reviewing those Walking Dead movies. <laughs> All right, great technicality, Ryan. The Walking Dead is on Sundays on AMC. Our next show is Lock and Key. This week on Lock and Key, the Lock family faces their worst nightmare when Rendell's murderer Sam shows up to Key House and demands the head key so he can give it to Echo Dodge. Taste buds, I ask you this. Even though Dodge is obviously the big bad, does it feel anticlimactic to build Sam up and then wipe him off the board in one episode? I don't know, man. I loved every second with this actor, this character. He was so good at like trying to figure out what's villainous but he's also like this tiny nerd who sucks and <laughs> everything was so needy and complainy. Like, Oh yeah. If you've never had a stepbrother before, watch this, this episode. Is- <laughs> this is every stepbrother and how they talk. Just eating a plate of pasta while you have to eat on a normal plate. He just has the fucking dish and he eats it the same way everybody else does. They did so much to let you know that this kid was unstable. Like they went so hard to give us like a little bit of his background. We see his family. They did that whole scene with the pig at the beginning. But what really sold it for me was when he broke into the house, immediately went to the kitchen, took a banana, but only ate one bite of it and then put it back. Like that's where I was like, oh yeah, this kid. Monstrous. (laughs) That's monstrous. Also what he cooks for them. And maybe this is just what the leftovers were in the fridge. But I think that if the characters were pasta, He's the turkey tetrazzini of characters. That's what he made them eat. I love this performance. It was a little bit of a... His name also might have been Sam, the kid from Freaks and Geeks. Who's like Doug Benson's uh-huh. time? Sam Weir? Sam we- no, no. Sorry, not Sam Weir. The, oh, the curly-haired... Neil. Yeah. He was Neil on Freaks and Geeks. Yes. His, I can't think of his name right now. If yeah. Neil was able to just walk down the hall and make fire happen and just be like... <laughs> Just like turn every line of dialogue up one notch on the butthole scale. This guy was it. He was amazing. Arrogant nerd. My favorite thing about like him interacting with the family was that he just took like absolutely any of the requests from the mom. He absolutely shut it down. Like she had the typical freak out of just like somebody needs to explain what's happening to me. And he was like, no, we don't. And just (laughs) moved on. (laughs) 
it's also it, it, it encapsulated all the the whininess and the funniness. Is there was just like a beat they weren't eating your pasta. He's like, prison sucks, you guys. Yeah. Like it's just a very real opening up. Because ultimately, he just wants family and friends, right? Yeah. And look, I'm sorry, I killed your dad. Whatever. Can we get over it? And can we just hang out like family and friends? <laughs> We're here. I'm creating an Olive Garden style family yes. for you guys. <laughs> this guy wants to be the GM of an Olive Garden, <laughs> and we're watching his training right now. You don't have to kill a dad to get there. You can just apply. <laughs> but Did you, we, we saw way more of Rendo than we ever have, uh, and I finally nailed it. He is he's Keanu Reeves doing a Clint Eastwood impression. That's mm. what this actor is as their father. He's yeah, he's generic, handsome dude. You know, the hair that's like not too short, not too long. Mm-hmm. The raspy voice that's not too raspy. Let's talk about Tyler and Dodge, because the whole family is dealing with Sam while Tyler is in the truck, and we all assumed maybe they didn't have sex. Uh, they definitely had sex. Super. They're, they're, when the episode opens on them, they're playing You Drink, I Drink, which is a great drinking game. Yeah. The rules are easy to remember. <laughs> we call that the toasting game, where you yes. pour a drink, you cheers a glass, you say, cheers to uh, I don't know, Barbados, and then you just drink. <laughs> they call it You Drink, I Drink, which is just binge drinking with a partner. Uh, which is true love. Uh, so I was like, oh, I guess they didn't fuck. They're just like bonding until Dodge is like, you want to go for round two? And I was just like, oh man, before she kills him and his whole family, she's trying to just get it as much as she can. That's and what, he- like, there wasn't a full purpose to it. She was just like, you know what? Why don't I fuck this c- kid? <laughs> it's just <laughs> mental mind games, man. No, he doesn't have a key and she knows it. That's what I love about villainous plans is that everything I want to happen could definitely happen without me fucking this kid. You know what? I'll just fuck this kid real quick. He looks like Tyler. (laughs) Talking about acting, the person who plays Echo slash Dodge, there's that moment where once um, Tyler finds the key in the back seat, and like as soon as she drops the like whole like facade, like facade, and her like dare, like wide open eye look of like, oh no, I am this crazy bitch. (laughs) Yeah, she's no longer, uh, you know, all my friends at a bar that met my mom. She's she's dropped that persona, and now she's like, oh fuck, did I just fuck up? And that's what's hard to like. Is Echo, we should say Dodge Echo, right? Because that sounds like a car. Is Dodge (laughs) Echo um, bad at being a villain or is this poor screenwriting? Because she's just like, oopsie, and then he grabs the key. (laughs) I I think she really thought he was a dumb and very drunk teenager. Like, I think she, I think her her fatal flaw is uh, arrogance. And this is where she loses it. She can be arrogant with the fucking idiot Bodie, but she lost it because she didn't know that Tyler was kind of capable. Okay, and she's arrogant in part because she's so attractive. And did she pick that, how she looks? And if so, if she picked how she looks, shouldn't she also fix her teeth? Like, I had no idea no, that the that camera was going to go in there like that. Cold as ice. How dare you, Ryan? You guys, how did the... So this show does have, like, some pretty suspenseful moments. And there was... Uh, what really got me this episode was knowing that like Kinsey was in the exact same situation where her family is being held hostage, but this time she has absolutely no fear in her. And like that, just knowing that throughout it really put me like on edge watching this whole episode. Mm-hmm. I think that they could, I, I thought they would go a lot further w- with that. Where like Kinsey mm-hmm. was just like, fuck you just becomes like a WWE wrestler. It just goes insane <laughs> and get shot. They're, they're and they get shot immediately. Yeah. Afraid. Uh, which is, you know, she shouldn't at all. But right. She definitely, maybe like she no longer has self fear, but she definitely looked afraid for Bodie and her mom. Mm-hmm. But instead, the whole time she like didn't do that much, but was always had like a fuck you whenever she yeah. Yeah. she wanted it. You know, <laughs> she just made everybody more tense. Which until she unleashed her fear on Sam. Which just made the mom be like, "What are you doing? <laughs> like, he's got a gun. Are you serious?" And then, but yeah, that's it's some good check off fear bearing gunning mm-hmm. of like I totally forgot about the fear being buried. You know, it's not uh, like a deus ex machina that came out and hurt right. Sam, you know? Like, that was that was planted literally and figuratively. And it kind of shows, like, allegorically or metaphorically or whatever word you want to use, uh, you can't, you don't get rid of your fear. You do just bury it. Even if it's not in your head anymore, it's still going to be there. But maybe she learned that you do need your fear to survive. But I love burying my fear and then just hoping it'll pop out and save the day right at the right moment. Right. <laughs> That's what Xanax is, right? Yes. Uh, Were you guys taken off guard by, like, Dodge at least has been pretty friendly to Sam, but then as he got shot, she says there's a reason nobody loved you, there's nothing special at you at all, and just lets him die? Yeah, I mean, 
I think that like we all knew that Sam was a pawn for all parties, right? Like just as a character, he just had to move us from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. He has no happy ending. Even when he was uh, crying on Tyler, and Tyler was like, "Shit, dude, I, I sort of get what you're going through. I've met Dodge Echo. You know, I know that like you're troubled. I understand." That still didn't convince me that like this guy had to get got as soon as possible. Right. Mm-hmm. That's where like that moment where they were like, you know what? That's when. It took this moment again for me to realize that we shouldn't be rooting for Echo Dodge because like there was again, it took like she straight up stabbed the kid. And then like right before he was like, just tell me like I'm special. Tell me like this is all I need in life. And she was like, you know what? Guess what? Nobody does. You're not special. I was like, dang. Again, and I've said this before, I will root for Dodge Echo when she is on my team of children bowling into subways. And I like (laughs) I want her there and she will help us win. Other than that, no, dude, she sucks. She's yeah. only out for Dodge Echo. That's it. Really and those is. keys. As most most Dodge Echo drivers are. Just very selfish yeah. people. <laughs> bad drivers. All right. Do you guys have moments of the week, Mike? Uh, I'm going to do a tie because why not? Uh, it is, let's call it Nina for a second. She had an awesome moment of uh, when she's very afraid. She's at gunpoint, but she tells Sam, if you harm my children, you're going to wish I only had a hammer. Mm. And that's a pretty cool callback to his face is covered in hammer scars now from the last time they had her running. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then I do think uh, that what Ryan brought up when Sam hugs Tyler, he's like, I screwed everything up and cries. It was, I didn't know this show could go there and pull it off. And mm-hmm. I thought it was a really affecting moment. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Ryan, your moment of the week? My moment of the week is, again, I'm still trying to figure out if Dodge Echo is uh, bad at being a villain or on a bad show. But uh, she notices that Tyler grabbed the key and just looks at him and she's like, Gimme! Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's oh that's mine and like but like right there it's like if you walked into the legion of doom headquarters and just like smashed all their plans all she had to do was just put that in her pocket and he grabbed it (laughs) and that's it that's it but i mean you never you don't know you don't get stuff unless you ask so she tried yeah she did try she tried uh, my moment of the week, I got two. One small one is when Kinsey uh, went to hide that key. She stuffed that key in that little stuffed whale like a real teenage druggie. Like, that was instantly. <laughs> she was like, I know exactly what to do with this. And like, it's okay. good sibling right? Like, uh-huh. siblings have all these inside jokes and comments. So she could just say that, like, it's in Sarah or whatever she said, you know? And then Tyler yeah. knew. And I was like, oh, that's that stuffed whale, our drug meal, for sure. <laughs> and my, uh, my second moment of the week is when... One of the moments when Kinsey is coming back at the kid and he was like, so what's how everyone he like asked how everyone's doing, what they've been up to since like that fateful day. And she's just like, no, I want to know how your like brain is doing since it got smashed in with a hammer. Like, how's your brain (laughs) swelling? And I was like, fuck yeah, girl. Are you kidding me? No fear, Kinsey. But no, like that Sam, uh, he just wants the friends and family. So he thinks it's a genuine question and he goes (laughs) to answer it. It's like, no, idiot. I don't care. I'm making fun of you. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you guys, Lock and Key is on Netflix. You should definitely watch it. It is a great show. And that sums up our poll list, you guys. It is a short one this week. We have done it all. So, um, time to wrap up everything. Can you guys help me with some websites, Ryan? Yes. Please go to yourpotfilter.com to get every single show that we make. If you listen to podcasts like a weirdo, if you go to a website and say, play, please, and then play it out of your computer speakers, you could do that, or you could... Um, look at our websites, or you can click on our ads. Just go there, click on our ads, and be done. Yourpotfilter.com. Also, if you could, yourpotfilter.com slash Amazon. Make that your new Amazon bookmark. Every time you shop from Amazon, it gives them some money, gives us some money. That's super helpful. Or one last website, Cassie, if I may. Oh, yes, please. You're doing so well. Patreon.com slash yourpotfilter. That's where you go to sign up to be a Patreon member. You get way more stuff than you uh, ever thought you wanted. You get way less stuff of the like what you don't want. You don't have to hear that anymore. You get to go there and you get... Uh, uh, <laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> Cassie said I was doing a good job and it <laughs> fucked me up, all right? Yeah, you're, you don't do... Ryan, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Patreon.com slash your Bob Builder is where you go to sign up for Patreon and uh, pick a tier, join a tier, and yeah, shed a tear. That's what you do. Patreon.com slash your pop Fuck! <laughs> Brought it home with that last line, Ryan. Mike, if people like that show, should they rate the show? 
Yeah, please rate the show. This show, you can go to ratethispodcast.com slash superhero. It'll take you to all the places you can check it out. Why, why, why are you rating and subscribing to this one? Why not check out some other shows? Check out Movie of the Year, where our friend Greg's makes makes Ryan and I battle for his friendship while talking about a movie of any given year. And he makes or us call else. him Cassie. Yeah, that's <laughs> creepy for everybody. Uh, there's also the OCD, where nobody's combating Ryan's and my love against each other, and we just get to talk about the OC episode by episode. Uh, and then Cassie, there is the Unnatural Twenties, which I've heard is a lesser show because Ryan and I are never on it. Never. But uh, people seem to really enjoy it, where you are on there with Caitlin and books, and you leave your fate to the D twenty. That's right. You nailed it. You got in one. Ryan, how could the people get in contact with us? Uh, if you have an email for us, uh, along the lines of the emails that oh, we Christ, had tonight. No, come on. <laughs> no, you know, Mike. How, how can the people talk to us? <laughs> No, I mean, yeah, it's contact at yourpopfilter.com, but please just, like, don't send us those kinds of emails anymore. Some of them are good. (laughs) Yeah, the first couple were fine. Most of them were bad. Contact (laughs) at yourpopfilter.com, or if you want to, contact us in a different way. If you have a smaller question, uh, on Twitter, we're at yourpopfilter. On Instagram, we're at yourpopfilter. So show us a question. Show us a picture. Show us your balls. Show us what you think Yoda's butthole looks like. Bookmark it. Bring it back. Unforgivable. Next week, you guys, we're not talking about Baby Yoda. We're going to be talking about Vagrant Queen. New sci-fi show. This is like, so, pretty good, like, bad and average, though, right? Like, sci-fi show. Sci-fi? We've tended to love sci-fi shows, like, in a healthy amount. I'm kind of stoked. I feel like this one knows what it's going to be. I'm, I'm stoked for this one. It's also got a good aesthetic, so I, I'm, I'm excited. For sure. Well, you guys, uh, that's it for this show. For Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I am me. And me, I am only me. (laughs) Uh, Bye. She may not be just pausing in that situation right now. <laughs> just, mm, mm, mm.